Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Hi, I'm your host, Julia Hare with Rethink Retail. And today we'll be diving into the complex, sometimes daunting world of retail suppliers. I'm joined by an expert, Brian Wynn, who is the chief executive officer of Acosta Group, where he leads 37,000 people across North America and Europe. And he's led teams at some of the biggest CPG powerhouses in the world, such as Coca-Cola. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you, Julia. It's great to be here with you today. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. I've been looking forward to it all week. I want to dive into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So, Brian, if you look at the current macro space of CPG, what are some of the challenges that brands are facing? Well, Julia, if you think about it, we represent over 2,400 brands. So we have really good line of sight to what's happening across the industry. And I think if you think about what the CPG brands are dealing with today, it's important to kind of look back at the really interesting and complex couple of years we've just come out of. So if you flash back to 2020, you have the coronavirus kicks in, right? And so I'll put the human element off to the side because there's obviously a lot of challenges with that. And I'll focus on the business implication. But what happens? So the world shuts down. Everyone stops going out. Everyone stays at home and retail explodes, right? Because everybody's shopping in their local grocer for all of their kind of their needs. So retail explodes during that period of time. Following that, you have a period of supply chain starting to jam up, uh, input costs starting to go through the roof for most of the suppliers. And what do they do? They start to raise prices, right? So they raise prices in 21 and 22. Retailers do the same thing. Retailers and brand owners are really aligned in trying to solve that problem of trying to, how do you overcome and comp this unnatural spike in retail and deal with the input costs that are going up. So that's what happened in 21 and 22. Jump forward to today, and you think, what are some of the CPG companies wrestling with? They're wrestling with one, sometimes their costs are still going up, yet pricing is becoming less of a tool available to them, right? Because the consumer over the last couple of years said such a dramatic increase in cost. If you take a look at the basket size, the average weekly basket size of a consumer, it's gone up 23% in the last three years. So that's a big hit on the average American consumer. So if you're a retail, if you're a brand owner or a retailer, you're trying to figure out how do I, how do I deal with that? How do I move forward from here? And I think a couple of things kick in. One is they got to think about where's that consumer going mm -hmm. and how do I go where that consumer is going? Because they're starting to change, change their shopping patterns. Absolutely. And you're starting to see things like private labels start to play a bigger role, not just for the, the, the lower income consumer, but for consumers of every ec economic spectrum, right? They're all starting to think about value, right? So CPGs really got to get their head around the value equation and making sure that's right for their consumer. And they got to do that without really trying to take up more price. So what do you do? So you try to introduce things like new promotional strategies. And that's why the concept of revenue growth management, where pricing and, and, and the science of pricing come together for the consumer, that's a super emerging area of the business both for retailers and brand owners, because they're trying to get the value proposition right for the consumer. It's one of the reasons why we at Acosta have built out a revenue growth management practice specifically to try to help our brand owners try to navigate that very complicated 
environment that we're all in right now. So that's one of the big things that the brand owners are trying to try to navigate. How do I get unit growth back up, right? So if you look at the last couple of years, revenue growth has been good for brand owners and retailers, but units, the number of units that a consumer buys, that's been down. Mm -hmm. And so that has to change. If you're a brand owner, you need the consumer to buy and consume your brand on a regular basis. You can't just get price. You actually have to have consumption of the product. And so driving unit growth is something that brand owners and retailers today have as a mutual objective. And I think that's one of the biggest frontiers that they're all facing today. Interesting. I love how you laid that out in terms of what's happening and then drilled down back to revenue growth management, which you called a science. Would you say it's both an art and a science or is it more science? Uh, it's, it used to be a lot of art and a little bit of science. It's a lot more science now and a little bit of art, right? So I think both do play into that because you have a little bit of psychology of the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not an exact math equation, but today there's ways to get at the algorithms around what a consumer is willing to pay for what product in what marketplace. And it's one of the things, we have one of the largest business intelligence groups in the industry. And it's something we're able to actually provide to our 2,400 clients, the opportunity to really understand the price elasticity of your product in a specific marketplace, in a specific time frame, And that's really, really important going forward. Absolutely. And one of the things I'm hearing a little bit more about in terms of brand management is retail media networks. Mm -hmm. Is this something you're hearing your clients talk about? Or what are you hearing? Because 2,500, that's a lot of brands mm -hmm. that Acosta Group works mm -hmm. with. So what's coming up? Yeah, retail media is obviously a big growing area and a, a growing area of importance for all of our retail customers. In the past, there was less of an obvious return on investment back in the day. So brand owners were a little reluctant to spend their money on retail media. That's changed a lot over the last couple of years. Retailers have become much more expert at really being able to tailor their retail media to create a very effective ROI for the brand owners. So I think it's going to be a continually important area for retailers to invest in to become great at, and it's going to continue to be an area where brand owners continue to invest. What are some of the things that the grocers Costa Group works with are telling you? What are you hearing? Yeah. So it's great, great question. We uh, we do business with every grocer. In fact, if you think about it, Costa's heritage is really in grocery. And so we have a long, long arc of knowledge of the industry. And that industry has gone through a lot of changes. If you really flash back in time, you go uh, some years back, before grocers were really the main play in the marketplace, there was a, there was a grocer, a, a general store, uh, a florist, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. There were all these smaller kind of entities that sh consumers shopped in. And along comes the grocer, the supermarket, and they consolidate all of that into one solution for a consumer. Come here, get everything, right? And so gr grocers ruled the day for a long while, right? And, but then you jump forward to more recent years and you have the introduction of big box retailers, value players, um, e-com, right? All these things start to pop on the scene and grocers now have a new competitive challenge in front of them. How do you stay relevant in that environment where the big box retailers and the value players have better offerings than they had 5, 10, 15 years ago? So I think all of the grocers are now at a kind of bit of an inflection point, how to reimagine themselves for tomorrow. How do I differentiate myself tomorrow? Because what's going to differentiate me tomorrow is different than what differentiated me the last few years. And we were just meeting with one of our largest Canadian grocers just a couple of weeks ago. And it was a fantastic story because the, the, the grocer that was talking to us was tell, telling us exactly how they're trying to rethink and create new competitive advantage. In some cases, bringing things like the butcher back to the store, bringing okay. a florist back to the store to try to separate themselves from some of the big box retailers or some of the value players. So 
If you're a consumer and you're pressed for cash, you're either going to go to the cheapest place to buy that product, or you're going to find some unique experience. And, and if you're a grocer, you've got to try to figure out, how do I get that? How do I remain super competitive on price, yet differentiate myself in a way that the consumer wants to come to my outlet versus somebody else's? So I think the grocers today are at a bit of a fork in the road, and they're going to have to try to reimagine themselves and how they're going to try to be fit for tomorrow's consumer. So I think it's going to be a really interesting time. Well, it's a tall order. So how do we bring in the experience to something that some consumers find mundane, right? It's grocery shopping. You have to do it every week, but others are very excited about the experience. They're going to pick out and discover new products. And it's it's interesting because we all have to do it. So mm-hmm. groceries not going away, mm-hmm. but you said they don't have the lead as much as they did in the past because of the competitive landscape. So what are some things that Acosta Group does to help bring in some of that new experiential design that you were talking with the Canadian grocer about? Yeah, um, so we, we have built out a lot of capabilities that I believe will help grocers be successful into the future. One is grocers got it, like every retailer, needs to decide where they want to spend their money, right? And so in some cases, they outsource work to us, right? We can provide outsourced services at a cheaper price than they can do it themselves. That frees up money, right? So they can okay. get that service done and they can get that service done for less because we aggregate, if you will, costs over lots of different brands and retailers. So we can often provide a significant value for the retailer or the brand owner by outsourcing the work to us. The second part is what do you do with the money, right? So you save some money and then you have to actually start to apply that money in a way that differentiates you with your shopper. So really trying to understand who is the consumer at your chain store, right? Who are they? And how do I customize my offer? And that's where our business intelligence group can come into play because we have, again, one of the largest BI groups in the country. We can actually help you, the retailer or the brand owner, figure out what are the exact triggers for the shopper in your store in this state on a Tuesday. We could help you with that. And that's, as a retailer, is where you got to try to put your money. You, so you want to try to take and save money in places that's not differentiating for you. And you want to apply those savings in areas that will differentiate for you and make your shopping experience that much better. Loyalty is so important for both brands and retailers, right? So how do you win that loyalty? It's when you create a value proposition that is so unique and so bespoke for me as the shopper that I wouldn't consider shopping anywhere else. Once you got that, once you know what I'm looking for and you can provide it in a really special way, you got me. And so what <laughs> we th- like to think is like, save your money here, put your money there, right? And that's where like a uh, an agency like a Costa group can add so much value because we can help you save the money. And we also have the insights group try to help figure out how to spend that money to win your shopper, win your consumer. And grocers run on thin margins historically. So anytime they can save money, they like to hear that. Yep. They and do. The value add is not just that they're saving money and then right. reallocating it, mm-hmm. but they're also getting that experience that you guys deliver in store. Yeah. That's why we try to think of ourselves as a partner in helping them grow their business. Our purpose statement as a company is to help connect brands with people who love them, right? That's our purpose, right? We don't own this brand. We don't own the store. We're the connection point in the middle. So we try to do everything we can to help that proposition come to life. So we can do that through cost-saving initiatives. We can also do it through, as you said, insights and analytics and help figure out how to best spend that money. We want to be a partner. We don't want to just be a transactional relationship. And the brand owners and the retailers that get the most out of us think of us as partners, right? And they push us and they ask us to push them. That's the best way to get the most out of it. 
So whenever brands or uh, retailers ask me about how they should pick a partner, and I always think about pick a really competent partner and pick a really confident partner because you want somebody who's going to push and pull with you to try to find the right answer and not just do what you ask them to do. And that's what I think a partner does. And some of our best performing brands are some of our most challenging brands to us. Like they, they lean in hard. They want a lot from us. But then they'll call me up and say, hey, you better be demanding back to me because this is a competitive <laughs> landscape. And if I want to win, it's going to take the two of us together to win. And a partner like Acosta Group? Yeah. You're a winner because you've been around 95 years. 95 years. Don't we look great for 95? You uh, do. <laughs> and I would tell you, you know, having worked for a couple of different brands with great heritages, and Costa Group is a brand with great 95 years of heritage in the industry, leadership Impressive. in the industry. But you know, when, you, when you're at a, a heritage brand, you want to celebrate that heritage. You want to embrace that heritage. You don't want to be imprisoned by that heritage. So you got to continue to transform yourself and make yourself fit for purpose for tomorrow. And over the last three years, we've spent a lot of time and energy doing that with Acosta Group. We're 95 years old, but our best days are in front of us because we've, we've changed the shape and nature of the company over the last couple of years through a series of acquisitions where we bought companies that were great at what they did, better than what we were, and we brought them into us. And we try to leverage that now across the total, totality of the company. I always say we want to become better, and if we become better, we'll become bigger. And so we've been spending a lot of time on trying to acquire great businesses, reinvent and, and modernize our current businesses, and then create new lines of services that brand owners and retailers are going to need tomorrow. Mm -hmm. and so you got to, heritage is great, but you want to make sure you, you transform and, and build on that heritage. Absolutely. And heritage is a big word that retailers talk about a lot that have been longstanding. And retailers and grocers understand how important it is to transform their business because retail is always changing. So it's nice that mm -hmm. the Costa Group operates in that same mentality. Yeah. If we think about CPG, what are some other things that you want to touch on in terms of what you saw maybe when you first started out in your career at Coca-Cola to now? What is what is one of the biggest changes? You know, I would say, uh, and I, again, I think like a brand owner, I've spent most of my career as a brand owner, and I think that's helped me as I moved into a Costa group because I, I think like the, the clients that we have. And I would say, you know, some of the things have always been true as a brand owner. You got to be really clear about who is your target consumer, what problem are you solving for them? And that really hasn't changed. A lot of the commercial elements have changed and, and, and really thinking, especially now coming out of 2021 and 2022 and finding ourselves in 23, is really trying to make sure we got that value proposition just right. Because consumers today are changing their shopping patterns. It's happening as we speak. People are looking at, at everybody at every spectrum of income is looking for the right value proposition. And if they used to shop here and there's a better value proposition here, they'll switch. And as a retailer, that's a big loss because once you've lost a, a shopper, a consumer, they're, they're, they may not come back to you, right? It's not just the one trip that you've lost. You've actually lost the attention of an ongoing consumer. So I'd say the, the value proposition is so much more heightened today than it ever has been. Uh, the other things I'd say are really important as a brand owner is revenue growth management, getting that right, and digital and omni, right? If you think about that today, you know, people, those lines are blurry a little bit, right? It's not like there's I shop online or I shop in store and it's that discreet. I might look at stuff online. I might buy it in store. I might combine that with a, you know, a pickup at the store. There's a bunch of different scenarios here. So I would say brand owners today and retailers today got to get their omni program really correctly. 
And, um, and we have built that out ourselves to make sure as an agency partner to brand owners and to retailers, we want to make sure we are excellent at omni-channel sales and marketing. In fact, we've built out over the last two years a significant investment against each of those things, including one where we have trained and certified every one of our business managers. And a business manager is our associate that works at a retailer selling in brands. We've okay. trained over a thousand of them on revenue growth management and digital. Over a thousand? Over a thousand. We've trained every single one of our business managers on those two core emerging capabilities. And it's investment, but it's an investment that we think is important because we need to build a cost of fit for purpose for tomorrow and tomorrow's marketplace. And so revenue growth management and digital, super important. Omni is an umbrella over the top of that. So we represent, as you mentioned, 2,400 brands, 60 of those are billion dollar global brands and 1,100 of those are entrepreneur-owned brands and everything in between. And so some of those brands would be brands like Coca-Cola, big, global, iconic brands, Campbell's Soup, um, um, Sabra, um, Google, Samsung, Facebook, right? So I can list some of the brands you would, everybody would know, right? Mm -hmm. World's most names. iconic brands. And then we have a bunch of small brands like Love Corn. It's a small little brand. It's an entrepreneur, started the company, starting to make a go of it. And so we have capability to help nurture small entrepreneur brands and capability to help build global, big, iconic brands. And on the retailer side, we touch everybody, right? So one of the things we like to say is in 2023, uh, consumers shop everywhere. And in 2023, Acosta Group sells everywhere. So if you name a retailer, we do business there. We touch everybody. That's one of the really cool points. I always think of us as many to many. Mm -hmm. So if you're a brand owner, you're, you're your brand and you touch a lot of different retail environments. If you're a retailer, you, you own your stores and you touch a lot of brands. We're many to many. So we get all these extra vantage points and we get to bring to, even to a retailer that has great sophistication and great data, it's all their data, right? So they, they, they're the most knowledgeable about their particular store. But what they don't know is the store next door. What they don't know is what's happening cross channel with that shopper across multiple levels of channels. And they can't necessarily always pull the string across multiple brands the way we can. So it's one of the great value adds we have. That's a huge value add. And the fact that Acosta Group can help the Love Corn brands all the way up to Coca-Cola's yeah. just speaks to how comprehensive your solution is. And you mentioned the research, the data. Mm -hmm. Did you do you survey your brand owners and operators as well? Is it research on the industry and the retail locations or do you survey them too? We do. We uh, we do surveys every year of our um, brand owner partners uh, on a whole range of topics, including how we're doing. Right. So we try to check in and see like what we're doing and what we can do better. So you're always constantly getting better. We do surveys of all of our retailers same way. And we also have a, an enormous 40,000 person custom panel of consumers that we check with regularly as well. And we can ask questions of that panel on behalf of our brand owners in a very nimble way. Like if you ask me today a question about a certain brand in a certain category, we can conduct a, a very comprehensive panel next week and get the data back to you like that. That is a gold mind yeah. of information. It's fantastic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That alone. Uh, really great. Well. I had an amazing conversation with you. Thank you so much for the discussion today, and I hope to have you on again soon. Great. Thank you, Julia. It's great to get to know you, and uh, look forward to all of your future podcasts, and thanks for taking the time out to learn a little bit more about Acosta Group. We've been transforming the company over the last three years, and we're really proud about moving ourselves from what used to be considered a broker to a brand-building engine for the world's greatest brands. 
Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.